guess who's back in the his house? Who? Do tell. Who? It's Amen Brother Ben with what's your nickname, Jake? I don't. Do we have a? Can I just not have one? That'd just, be great. That, that was fine. <laughs> Jake's here too. Uh, if, if you listen to the podcast, go to our church. You know Jake, uh, and that must mean something musical abounds. And I know you're like, hey, Ben's alive. That's a good thing. You're right. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to talk about worship songs that we think we can do better. I realize that came off very arrogant. So let me let me explain. <laughs> like we, our church, we, can do that whole song We can song do better. that better. Yeah, let's clarify. Let's, clarify. let's make sure that we understand this. What what the topic for the next couple of episodes are going to be, is going to be, is worship songs that are so close to being 100% biblical and not problematic. And or even just better. Right. Like, oh, you could have done more with that. Because there's, I think, one of the um, cardinal sins, and I say sins with like a lowercase s, like not literally a sin. Yeah. Um, sin in terms of I studied music and now I don't like this one thing that people do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. kind of sin. Mm-hmm. Um, is that there's something about the song that interrupts the thought process or the flow or the idea or the theme that you're trying to bring your listener alongside and, and check out, right? So... Um, and the hindsight is absolutely 2020. Oh, sure. And I also got to give credit where credit is due that all of these songs that we're going to talk about this week, I couldn't write. Lord, no. Uh, and and and, only, and couldn't play even farther of a stretch than I could play anything like that. And not to diminish God's good gift of that song. Right. But I've noticed lately, you and I both talk about this, how we're jamming and we're worshiping and there's a song that's so close, but there are just a couple little tweaks. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like me and Pastor Andy, we always talk about movies that way. Like, look, I get it. I, I could never be a director, prob- probably. I don't know. Maybe in my fanciest dreams. But mm-hmm. um, but I'm not saying I'm a good director. I'm not saying I'm a good cinnamon- cinematographer. I always say cinematographer. Just <laughs> a different thing. I am a cinematographer. More I love that you are not a cinematographer. <laughs> exactly. Um, but we... I'm like, I think I could edit that movie. Like, I could have edited The Hobbit down to one spectacular movie instead of the painstaking three movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. As somebody who's not even a Lord of the Rings fan, yeah, that's real hard <laughs> to get into from the outside. You know? Right. So, yeah. same thing with these songs. Like, I'm not saying that... They, praise God for what they've done and how they're being used. Yeah. But I, if we could... If, if, if they would have just called me... <laughs> And just said, "Hey, hey, brother Ben, what do you think of this? What do you think about the message of the song? How how could how would you change it? Of course, they didn't do that because no one cares. That's right. But maybe you care that maybe we can feel better. They didn't call me either, right? (laughs) Which I think is a mistake. But well, let's talk about it. I think it'll be evident by our criticism, um, exactly what we're talking about. That it's relatively minute, and that um, it would be a refinement and an addition, not something that takes away from." their artistic ability or what, mm-hmm. they've, what mm-hmm. they've contributed to the worship team. Cause, cause some of these songs I'll even, I'll sing my version of it. Yeah. <laughs> like I know that sounds kind of like there's a particular song. I don't know if we'll get to it this week, but there's a Bethel song that I would change one word in the chorus and it would be so much more biblical Oh, one word. And so whenever they sing it, you just put it in. I just put it in. I change it. <laughs> Same amount of syllables and everything. I'm remix, and I do my own version, like um, for better or worse. So today, and I'm going to try my best to not get copyright tagged. 
I wanted to. I, I, we were talking about maybe playing it in the background the whole time, but I think that would get us tagged, and then our audio would be useless too because yeah, I'd have to yeah. take it down. So uh, the song we're going to talk about today is from Elevation Worship and Maverick City Music. Uh, it's called Wait On You. The chorus goes like this. So if you want to check that out, they got a uh, so good. Oh, so the, their music video is like a performance. They're all in the. I want a worship circle. Yeah, <laughs> I want to do that, dude. That's talking about being a cinematographer. They they put out almost a visual album, right? Like this this collab with Maverick City and Elevation uh-huh. um, it was released like one song a week or something. And there were these premieres where like, okay, now this one's out. Now this one's yeah. out. Now this one's out. And they were all from the same location. Everybody got the memo that they were supposed to uh, dress in uh, worship casual, which is <sighs> neutral colors and neutral totally colors modest and, and <laughs> long, um, long t-shirts. Yeah. With... Hipster hats. Yeah. And all that stuff. <laughs> it's a um, whole vibe, but it is a whole vibe. And it is really cool to see um, the process that I suppose happened, which was they got a bunch of people that can sing yeah. They're probably all freaking worship leaders. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. And they all are in a circle or semicircle and they filmed it where it's just one long continuous like the, And this time. is why I'm so mad because they've probably got four teams worth of of <laughs> solid worship bands at one church. Stop being greedy. <laughs> Send so sick, us bro. some help. Okay. Oh, we we're doing good to get enough people on stage That's to true. do anything. That's true. I do feel that way. Come but on, I man. also love seeing a good uh, a good super yeah. group and that's what yeah. this performance feels like so first let me just say i totally approve of like the format right mm-hmm. i think that's actually one of the more genuine ways for them to mm-hmm. film something and release it is let's just get a bunch of really great singers and musicians together yeah. and put them in a circle and worship 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 is very yeah. evident by the length of the songs if nothing Dear else Lord. i mean <laughs> they, this they, one they didn't know how to stop worshiping man this all oh, this one's even longer so i've been i've been uh, listening to gyro a lot lately that's 10 minutes this one's 13 minutes long and i think this is the one that has a reprise as a second track on the album oh my gosh if i remember correctly oh there's like one song that there's the main part and then there's like another seven my arms get tired <laughs> i don't even stand up during the day that long so um but the word the lyrics are let's let's run through some of the lyrics again it's, oh, yeah. this is about um how can we make this song even more biblical because you and i have talked about and we've probably talked on the podcast a little bit about how what elevation puts out is normally solid music wise yep. but again there's just a couple little tweaks to make it less self-centered yep and more explicitly gospel. Yep. And I, I, we want to be very careful to say that that you don't ha- every song doesn't have to say Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Correct. Like Lecrae said that that one time. Like here you go, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Y'all happy? Like, <laughs> not every rap song well, has to have. There's but, a time for everything under the sun, right? Sure. I think um, there's worship songs that are about the redemptive power of Christ. Nothing, you know, what can wash away my sins? Yeah. Nothing but the blood, right? And then there's songs that are. Um, almost topical in their approach to certain other things. And this says, according to uh, Lyric Genius, that they actually based this song on Isaiah 40, 31. Yeah. Says that, you know, you'll wait on the Lord. I shall wait upon the Lord. He shall renew my strength. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they quote it in the song very, yeah. very um, directly, which I think is good. So run through some of the lyrics here. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, sure. Honestly, I kind of want to start in the chorus because that's the thing that I like the most. I don't want to yeah. start on a, on, a, on a bad foot. Um, the chorus says, I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to wait on you. I've tasted your goodness. I'll trust in your promise. I'm going to wait on you. Um, of course, it's very repetitive. That's fine. And um, <laughs> there's something there that is missing in a lot of other worship songs, which is um, I'm not sort of like the song Nothing Else by Cody Carnes that we like, right? Uh-huh. Where 
I'm not here for blessings. I'm not just right. praying to God so that yeah. I can get my way. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier in the song, right before the chorus, it says, if you said it, you'll perform it. It may not be how I want you to, but here's what I'll do. I'm going to mm-hmm. wait mm-hmm. Um, because this is the the application of Jeremiah 2911, everybody's yeah. favorite tramp stamp mm-hmm. tattoo or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone really had a tramp stamp of Jeremiah, I would die. Well, you and I both know someone that does, but I'll hold oh, that story for later, no. I think. But <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the, um, actually, maybe that was Anyway, uh, the application of Jeremiah 29, 11 is, so, like, what if he doesn't do it, though? Mm-hmm. You still recognize the power of God's word. You still yeah. recognize Jesus as Lord, and you still accept his sovereign power in your life, uh, even if that means waiting on his timing and his uh, plan and, and our, our responsibility to react to that by staying mm-hmm. in the word and fellowshipping mm-hmm. with other believers and, and praying. So I really like um, the the chorus and the two lines right before that um, may not well, be how I want you to. And again, this is why preaching and worship need to both toe a line mm-hmm. because that chorus in, could play differently in two different churches. Right. So depending on what the preacher is preaching, if the preacher is preaching that I'm going to wait on you until you give me what I want. Right. (laughs) I'm going to be patient, but you're going to eventually give me what I want. Right. 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 Verse. I've tasted your goodness. I trust in your promise. Well, again, what what did he promise? Well, he didn't always promise to give you what you wanted. Right. And so we can we can take our uh, our second point here after we've given them some credit. Um, in the chorus, it says, I've tasted your goodness. I'll trust in your promise. I, I think what would take it to uh, another level is to say, what goodness? Mm. What goodness are you familiar yeah. with? Yeah. Are you familiar with the good week that you had? And yeah. now you're in a worshipful mood because you're happy? Right. Um, you don't come to the throne room to worship just because things have gone well so far or mm. this week or this mm. month mm-hmm. um, or your favorite candidate won some election. or You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you don't have a... A spectrum where like I'm I'm up on the mountaintop, so I'm gonna worship. I'm down here, and I forget to worship. Mm-hmm. Um, the the goodness, the only goodness that we can claim is Christ's, right? And I think that checks out no matter what, uh, no matter where you are on the spectrum of reformedness, yeah. right? The yeah. only goodness that we can claim, the only way that we do anything um, in our ministry that is remotely beneficial to the kingdom is because of Christ's goodness uh, that came first. So I think if somewhere in a verse maybe or mm-hmm. um, not that we need to add to the bridge, but in the bridge, you know, if we talked a little bit about what goodness we are clinging to, yeah. that would make the chorus hit even uh, even better. Well, right, like because he spent. They have the the two. This song formats. Uh, it's not unheard of, but they. This is one of those songs where they do a first and second verse before they go to a chorus. Yeah, which is cool because I not, like that format. Actually, it, it harkens back to um, to get sort of music nerd for a second. There's a double verse format that's popular in a lot of folk songs. Yeah. Um, and when yeah. I was in a folk band in college, and since I sort of fell in love with North Carolina's music culture, mm-hmm. I found that to be really um, kind of an interesting format. Like, get lots of exposition out of the way and really fill out your idea mm-hmm. for the song, and then you get into the repetitive stuff that drives all that home. So I like I like the two verses at the beginning. So couldn't, they could have made that second verse, because he first talks about, I don't yeah. believe in fairy tales, hospital rooms. Then he talks about pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. and Yeah. yeah. Here we go. So here's point three for me, right? Okay. I don't believe in fairy tales. I guess I've outgrown them. Is this a country song? <laughs> is it what? That this, doesn't mean I don't. This is vote. certainly not a song that, to me, makes sense for it. This could be a radio song. This could be a vibing on positive, encouraging, Caleb song. But 
I don't know if this is a full-on congregational worship song because of these verses. Yes. Is that what you're thinking? I absolutely agree. The way that the first, and and honestly, this may tie in to what we said at the outset, which is their format um, was letting a certain, the, this singer, Dante Bo, I'm going to say B O W E. Sorry, Dante, if I'm saying your name wrong. Um, He sort of takes the floor and those first two verses, he might've come up with them on the spot. I don't know. You know, this isn't something that other people sang along with. Right. What they sang along with was the chorus. So it could be that, some portion of this was personal from him to mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. crowd, but yes, the point that I would make is this is so much a a, a ballad, like it is coming yeah. from a person's perspective, and they are telling yeah. their story about what they have seen. Um, this isn't the kind of song that you would have these lyrics up on a screen, and people are trying to sing along. I don't believe in fairy tales. I guess I've outgrown them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he takes his time kind of getting through the lyrics and the way he phrases things. He takes these pauses. Mm-hmm. It's not a poorly executed song, but no, what I would say is that um, talking about not believing in fairy tales and outgrowing things, even coming close to comparing the gospel or mm-hmm. the rest of this message mm-hmm. of the song to Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny, that just kind of hits bad for me. Yeah, um, yeah. And then furthermore, I think in the first verse, um, there's just an incompleteness to these examples yeah. and analogies. When he says... Um, that doesn't mean I don't believe that there's something bigger than me. That's a little too deist. We need to be more specific. Because uh, I've seen yeah. in a hospital room when the doctor said, sorry, there's nothing more we can do. Well, it wasn't through. Okay. But like, what, what happened? What then? does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? That You're not carrying that to any conclusion. You of didn't any tie that up, that that narrative there. Yeah. It, there's That could go a couple of different ways. Are you mm-hmm. saying the doctor said there's nothing more we can do. And then I waited and prayed and then God saved that person in my life. Or is it the doctor said there's nothing more we can do. And I waited and that person died, but God is still good. Mm. I like the second one better, but (laughs) either one of those could be the story. What story is he telling? I don't know. Well, Worship leaders or devils or worship leaders advocate, depending on what you, (laughs) I don't want to, this may be probably a bad term to use, but um, what if the incompleteness is the point? (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I just had to. It's the point in the sense that everybody can relate to bad medical news. Yeah. And not yeah. not finishing that story makes it so that more people can identify with it. Right, which is what gets you clicks. Trying to do, right? Like, right, you're vague enough to where you go, that's talking about me. I've been in a hospital room before, right. too. Right, but if he's going to, so if he's going to talk about the hospital room, why not take that second verse and talk about when it didn't go well. Yeah. And how you're going to wait on a more biblical way to go about that. Again, nothing wrong with that second verse, but a more biblical way would, would be to spin that second verse going, um, but I'm going to wait on glory. I'm going to wait on yeah. eternity. Or I'm going to say, wait on. No matter how hard I pray. Yeah. Um, I'm not spontaneously songwriting here. This yeah. isn't going to rhyme. It's not going to be what should, it's what better should be, be good. I'm <laughs> putting the lyric slides up right now. No matter how hard I pray, no matter how many tears I cry, God's in control of my life. God's mm-hmm. plan is the best plan that there could ever be. And so mm-hmm. that's why I'm waiting is because I know the gospel, because Christ was good first and I mm-hmm. can't claim credit for any of it. Um, no matter who's in the hospital room, yeah. um, God's in control. And that's the way it should be. I'm going to praise mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. fact mm-hmm. um instead verse two is pots of gold and and uh rainbows and stuff and i i've got a promise i can hold in the middle of the struggle and that that last bit 
the struggle. There's all these songs the struggle. that are always I've, like... I've been struggling. And there's so many pastors that are preaching these sermons where it's like, God put you in this room on purpose. <laughs> no matter what you're going through, you're going through something right now. And then they immediately sound like a fortune teller. I, right. I see that there's... I can feel God telling me there's somebody there's here somebody. struggling with finances. There's somebody struggling with sickness. And <laughs> I'm here to tell you... <laughs> Pretty good. That's pretty good. We're literally all struggling with sickness. We're, we're all, literally all struggling with. We're finances. in a pandemic. Of course, we struggled with sickness. Like, who are you preaching to? Right. Like, you're literally, you know, uh, Miss Cleo, yeah. a fortune teller. <laughs> well, like, that they're doing it just that now. Move with, the needle for me. I know yeah. what my struggle is. I'm not interested in focusing on it. I'm interested right. in focusing on God. What's What's better? And that's the and that is the main beef I think you and I have had with with the elevations writing is that it's all that. You don't even really you you hear God's name once in the first two verses, yeah. And I like again the chorus. I could see that being a worship chorus, but the verses are all about you, yeah. all about and but people because we want to come in and and still be selfish, but also pretend that we're doing this for God. Yes, we like the attention being on us. Now, if this was an isolated song, right, where they had a balance in their music, but every song tends to kind of be self-centered yeah a lot like the preaching and that can work if at some point in the song that self-centeredness that is turned around turn and peeled away turn because it's just yeah. we've, we've said this you've said this from the pulpit and i think i've said it while in in worship mode um you have to turn to something mm. when we say turn mm. from sin when we mm. say you know pursue holiness and pursue a relationship with jesus we are turning right. to something yeah um and so uh, a sort of valid approach of telling specific stories that use the word i i i a lot mm -hmm. um to me those only hit right if um later in the song um sooner than later <laughs> um it, it gets turned in the right direction so cool. overall truly one of my favorite songs from the album really good from the from the collab um, I'm not. I'm not here to bring down fire and brimstone on elevation. It's not heretical, mm -mm. but if you can take some introspection in your songwriting yeah. and and um, take take a ballad approach, and then also make it hyper biblical and point it to the right mm -hmm. entity, which mm -hmm. is Jesus, uh, I think that would be preferable. And so. you know, not that I'm glad that you think through these things because it seems like certain churches. That you know, a lot like ours that play play their stuff. That will just, oh, they got a new song. We got to play it. Yeah. You know, um, we'll come. We're th that worship set's going to be. This is not a song for the worship set. Right. This is what we would call a back in the Baptist church a special music. Special music. They would have a congregational hymn. They would, and then they have a special music where it's usually something southern gospel. Yeah, Jeff Christman up there. Yeah, Shout out to Jeff Christman. Yeah, yeah. Shouts <laughs> to. Um, let's see who else went up there. Um, Tommy, Tommy Kirk yeah, would get up yeah, there yeah. and Barry. Uh, Barry, oh Barry Brown and his his baritone voice. Um, was that right? Was it? Was he a baritone? Uh, he was ten or two, ten or one. He had some high, some high range. That's right, he did. But he was still a, a, a was a girthy. Not as tenor. much as Adrian. Remember Adrian singing all yeah. that like, Dolly Parton business up there. Oh yeah, he was at that <laughs> that falsetto almost. Um, yeah. Anyway, any Tyson Creek family listening to the podcast, your your rich musical heritage yeah. still colors our interpretation of music today, and we love and appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, but that would be what that would like. Again, I could see that being in yeah. a service, but it's something where it's like, hey, sit back and listen and relate, yeah. and and just make sure that you're getting a good balance. And yeah, again, our point in, in talking about all this. Uh, is that you will think critically mm -hmm. about this just because it's from a worship group and in a, that you don't 
turn your brain off and and let your heart be pulled in a certain direction yes. that's not from the spirit. So yeah. make make sure that you're still um, in in prayer because again, there's a lot of times it's it's I'm worshiping, I'm vibing, and then my spirit says, <sighs> yeah. Well, and honestly, I think that that attitude can solve a lot of the worship mm. music woes that we have yeah. today. It's like, yeah. is this song even for you? Is this even for corporate worship? Right. Or like, is this a different song? I, I'm remind. We'll close with this. I think um, Jeremy Camp, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Walk by faith. Beautiful song. Yeah. yeah. Outrageously personal if you're familiar with his oh, test. Oh, yeah. If you're not familiar, please Google it. It's super good. There's a couple of videos, I think, of him being interviewed and talking about how he wrote that song. Um, I think it was his wife passed away. There was, yeah. Uh, there's yeah. some serious tragedy, right? But Walk by Faith is this, is this really powerful song. I would argue that that's a good example from years past. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily a congregational worship song. That's mm-hmm. something that a Christian songwriter wrote to yeah. share with the world and share mm-hmm. his testimony and empower you to also seek scripture and also seek a relationship with God in, in times of struggle. But that is not a like stake your claim on this, sing it every Sunday song because it's not about your struggle. It's mm. about what Christ struggled through to save you, yeah. you know? And so yeah. let's, uh, let's turn it in the right direction and, and just think critically about what, what that song is for. Let us know if you have any suggestions. Yes. I oh my gosh. Uh, if you, if you have a song that you're not quite sure of, or you, you've got some, so, you know, some, Paul's a reserve uh, about uh, amenben.com. You can uh, get all the social medias and all the emails and stuff. Uh, Pastor Ben at lovesiler.com. And uh, Jake and I are going to talk more about this. Hopefully, if, if, if he sounds different in the next episode, it's probably because he's uh, remoting in uh, yeah. as we might have to do. But um, Jake's thank Jake, thanks for, for hanging and lending your, your musical gifting and expertise to give me credit. Or, or not credit, <laughs> but uh, credence to say these things. Because they be like, oh, well, Jake agrees? All right, then we'll listen to it. <laughs> well, my uh, my preferences always come second to the gospel, and that's what Amen. I want to nail down. It's not about my preferences. It's about what we can all do to better represent the gospel through song. That's, that's plum spiritual. All right. I hear well, some children. Hey, well, let's uh, we'll, we'll pick this up tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Bye.